0: So before, uh, I should have did this earlier, so it's on, it's on me. So uh, we had two people that uh, went through the new members class, and they joined the church, so we're excited today. So I want to bring them forth and give them their certificate and give them the right hand of fellowship before I preach the sermon. Amen? So the first person I would like for to come up is Sister Maddie Jones. is she here? Yeah, she goes. She was holding the baby. Hey, man. Here you go, Sister Maddie. All right. Let me come down there. I'm going to break my way down. Hey, little fella. You're looking at me real serious like, like I did something to your mama or something. first of all, I am really, really excited that you guys uh, be a part of the family. Uh, it means so much to me. Whenever someone decides they want to be a part of the kingdom and the family in my leadership, I appreciate it so much and it means so much because the Bible says no one comes except God draws them. And so this is all credit to God. Uh, so it means so much to me. I want to thank you all so much for committing your life to God. It's a big step when you say I want to be a part uh, of the kingdom of God and work on behalf of the kingdom. So, I want to share something with you that I always share with everyone else. Um, My responsibility is to lead you as your pastor, right? Uh, God is your ultimate leader, right? So I have a responsibility to you. I have a responsibility to walk before you uh, in the way the word of God tells me to walk. Uh, I have that responsibility. And at any time, at any point, uh, you have a question about that, you don't have to go through anyone else. You get to come directly to me. If there's a question about integrity or anything, you come to me and then ask me what's going on, and I'll be honest with you, right? Um, if in the event that the church loves me so much and I'm doing something wrong and they don't want to leave and they just want me to be their pastor and you know I'm not right and I won't confess, I'm telling you, don't leave God, just find you another church because the church is on its way down, right? Because you can't lead the church and, and not have integrity. It just won't happen just a matter of time before it falls, right? And sometimes people love the pastor really more than they love anything else because the relationship they built. But God is the most important thing, right? So I want to share with you, it's important. So my walk means the world to me, right? Uh, a couple questions I want to ask you. Are you willing to use the gifts and talents that God has given you to serve the body of Christ, not just here, but also in the community? Answer by saying that I will Right, all right. Are you willing to support the church with your financial uh, uh, tithe and offering as much as lives within you? That's what I said. I will. All right. Now, are you willing to follow me as I walk with God as your leader and follow my instruction based on the word of God? I will. All right. With that said, I want to give you guys a right hand of fellowship, and you guys are part of this big family called the Kingdom Embassy family. Amen. part of God's family. We just joined you so you'll be part of our family here at King and we're so so excited. So I want to give you guys the right hand of fellowship and a hug. See what I'm saying? Let's do it like that. All right. God bless you sis. I love you so much. Maddie my girl. All right. Amen. God bless you. All right, you all may have a seat. Give me a hand everybody. Give me a hand. Amen. Awesome. 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 It means so much. Uh. Margaret, make sure you would. Margaret, see me after church. It was a note left for me, and I was intending to call you, and I didn't. So see me, okay? All right? Let's bow our heads. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you so very much. Uh, thank you for being so good and so magnificent. For loving us so much, uh, we appreciate you so much. And our flaws, uh, and our misunderstandings, uh, you were right there, and you promised in your word, God, that you would never leave us nor forsake us. You downloaded your spirit in us to let us know we can always connect with you. Even though sometimes we stray away, uh, you never stray away. And so, Lord, we thank you. So, Lord, as you give us this opportunity to preach your word, let someone's heart be changed and their life be transformed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited about the kingdom of God. I'm excited about this message. I just want to remind everyone, please come out tonight for our watch night service. It's only going to be laughing hours. It starts at ten and it ends at twelve. So don't come at eleven fifty-nine. So some people come at eleven fifty-nine say I was here and then they go into the club. I know how it work. But I'm closing all the clubs down tonight. There's no clubs tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I know some, some of you all said not here. Right. So the title of the message uh, is really deliverance. Is an inside job. Everybody say inside job. Uh, Everything that God really intended to happen, uh, it was intended to happen on the inside. So when God uh, breathed into us the breath of life, uh, it was important because what he was telling us is I'm going to really put me inside of you. And don't be so concerned about the external things because so many people are raised in so many different environments in so many different cultures, that they'll try to impose their culture and their belief on you, and then you won't look at me, you'll look at them. And you'll believe that they're right, and you'll move and feel a certain way based on what they say about you, right? And what really matters is your relationship with me. And uh, he said, I'm like a flame, and every one of you are like sparks. And the spark and the flame has the same substance. So God says, you guys are really a part of me and everyone. So when you look at each other, you got to realize that you're looking at yourself, right? But sometimes we get screwed because you look at people and they say, well, physically they don't look like me, right? But in reality, man, we all are part of God, everybody, good, bad, and indifferent, right? And sometimes people take the wrong path and they do things that's contrary so we see the imperfection in their life. And we don't look at the perfection in their life. And every one of us have a perfection in our life, right? It the, the, the the beauty of God is that uh, nobody's different. He said, and think about your fiery trials and the things that you're going through. Uh, don't think it's strange because what you're going through, other people go through as well, right? And that's important to understand. So when he, in Genesis, when he told us uh, that I'm going to create mankind in my image and I'm going to give them dominion in the earth, He really meant that. He really, really meant it. And he meant it so much that everything, Sister Shaq, everything that you can visibly see really come through the mind of man. Right? So God works through the mind of people, and then their creativity is manifested. And those who are super deep say everything was created by God, uh, when in reality everything was created by man, right? Uh, And so God used man to move the world and shape the world in the way he wanted to shape. And so he gave the earth to us, but he did not give us the earth just to be running around doing whatever we want. He gave us his spirit, and he wanted to run the earth in connection with him. So that's why he gave us his spirit. And he had to give it to all of us, Diana. It's important because all of us uh, are part of him, right? That's important. And none of us, Stephanie, are what we used to be right? And so sometimes we want to judge people based on what they are, but in reality, none of us are what we used to be. We all evolved into something all the time, right? But sometimes people want to keep people in a stagnant place, and they say, this is what they are, they ain't no good, but you got to remember, at one point in life, you wasn't no good. You know, and some of you all ain't no good now. God just don't reveal it, right? And because of his grace and mercy, He don't expose you because if he did it, it would cause other people to fall. So he covers. So you think you're getting away with something when God really is saving the life of somebody else. Because if he exposed you, they may walk away. Right? Uh, But he he just wants you to know that uh, he loved you so much uh, that he gave you a part of him and you were made from him. Now, I know you don't believe it. Most because we don't understand quantum physics and all that, and we don't realize about matter and energy and all that. But all you have to do is just keep studying and keep looking into it, and you realize that we're nothing but uh, energy and vibrations and all that. And that's why they say uh, people perish because of lack of knowledge. So as knowledge increased and, 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 uh, and, and people started to study and they started to figure things out, uh, the world started to change in a dramatic way. Because a, a long time ago, uh, people was riding on donkeys. Now, I went to uh, uh, the Caribbean the other day, and I flew to Florida, and then I got on a ship and went to uh, uh, the Bahamas, right? Uh, Years ago, they had to ride a horse, and before that, they was walking, right? But because of the mind of men, things changed, right? And because men were so brilliant, they started to move things, and, and men are so brilliant, they built the pyramids, and they still can't figure out how it happened, right? But God... Uh, God worked through people. Now, this is important. So, I want you to look at, at this. Tapping into the power within. Every one of us have a power working on the inside of us that is transforming. It is so magnificent that it can literally change our entire world. We can change our circumstances if we change the way we think. Most people are in the situation they're in because they don't change the way they think. If you change your thinking, you will change your circumstance. Hear me well. Most people are millionaires not because they inherit it. Most people are millionaires because of the way they think. Some people thought about something, and they thought about it so much that it they thought was manifested in words. And their words was manifest in actions. And then their actions became a habit. And their habit created their destiny. Right? And you think it just happened. But what happened is we all have the ability to do it. Right? And, and uh, but we all don't manifest it. Right? Because, here's what Jesus said, because we don't believe it. Most of us don't believe that God resides in us. Right? They have convinced you that he don't. And so you don't believe it. So when someone tell you he do, you like, no, God don't know he out this, but he's inside of you. And Jesus told us that. He said the power uh, that's going to come is going to be called the Holy Spirit. It's going to be amongst you, and it's going to be in you. He said, so that power is going to be in you. And some you guys are so brilliant and so intellectual and so sharp that you don't even realize it, right? So you take a kid who had nothing, and it gets everything, right? And, and some people, who, nobody ever taught them, it just happened. Because God is in us, right? So we want to talk about that piece, right? So the key is this. Everybody said deliverance, deliverance. is an inside job. Inside. So it's not an outside job. Nobody can deliver you except you. No one can heal you but you, Right? And so you have to understand that deliverance. If I'm going through something and I'm dealing with something, in order for me to be delivered, I have to believe it first in my mind. I, I have to go inside. I don't care what they tell me on the outside. I don't care what they can give me all kind of drugs. They can give me. Anything. If I don't change the way I think, I will never be delivered. It's an inside job. Now, listen, just because you say I won't get off drugs don't mean I won't, right? you just mad at me because I borrowed some money from you and bought some drugs and didn't pay you back. <laughs> so you mad at me, right? right? And, and, but but I promise you, I've been praying and asking God to deliver me. Listen to somebody. And And, and, and I've been praying when you think I'm not praying, right? So years later, he delivers you. And the people who say you will never be delivered, now they hooked. So so now they hooked. They may not be hooked on drugs, but they hooked on something that they're struggling with. And they're praying secretly, Lord, do for me what you did for them. I I know if you can deliver them, surely you can deliver me from this. Because what I'm doing is not even that big. But it is big. You know, I got to deliver me from food. I was never hooked on drugs, but I eat up a, a couple Whoppers. <laughs> I ate so much food, I was 440 pounds. I almost eat myself to death, right? And I was addicted to food, you know. Now I go, my wife, she had to make me order food at the restaurant. She'd be so mad at me because I try to trick her like I'm order something I won't order nothing, right? <laughs> but you couldn't stop me 20 years ago, 25 years ago. Because I ate mine and hers and AJ's and Nessa's and the leftovers. <laughs> I was so addicted to food, uh, Lynetta, that we was not going to leave. We was not going to the restaurant and leave no food on the table. It just was not going to happen. There's no way I'm going to buy a hamburger and you're going to eat half of it. We're going to leave half of it and we pay for it. I'm going to eat it even if I wasn't hungry. Because I was addicted to it. I was, my stomach was, hurting, I was still hurting. Don't raise your hand. You kept on doing it even though it was destroying you, right? So now, but deliverance is there. Once you change your mind, so when I had a bariatric surgery in 99, everybody said, oh, that's how you change, yeah. But some people had the bariatric surgery and they're back to 500 pounds still, right? (laughs) But they tell you when you have the surgery, that's just the beginning of the process. You still have to change the way you think. Because that's a temporary fix, because you can drink enough shakes to fill your stomach and stretch your stomach back out, and you're back doing what you're doing before. That's why you stop, people, man, to get the, the surgery, and all of a sudden, man, they slim, they look sexy, and they, they don't throw their clothes away because they know it's coming back. <laughs> and they, the reason why they don't do because they believe in their mind that uh, uh, I, I can't throw this away because I'm going to do it. And if you keep thinking it, eventually, watch this here, eventually that waistline easing back up on you. Right? But some people had the surgery, and they threw all the clothes away. That's because I'm never wearing that again, and they never gained the weight back. I was wearing size 66 suits. I don't wear them anymore. The other day, uh, I took, had all these suits. I wearing size 54 suits, and I had them all, and I had all these suits, and they was, I was doing everything. I took them to get them hemmed and all this kind of stuff, and I finally made my mind that I wear size 46 pants now, not a 54 anymore. So I took all my suits and gave them away. I went to my, bro- <laughs> my brother's house. I said, I went to my brother's JP house, and his wife was, she's real nice. But I took so many clothes to his house, He like, listen, man, enough is enough. <laughs> they had clothes. All, I had suits all on the couch, and they, I, was, I just kept bringing them. And then I, I come back the next day, I say, hey, man, I got some more clothes. He's just shaking his head like, man, I can't wear all that stuff, right? But I was giving it all away because I have no intention to ever put that back on again. <laughs> right. Now, So, in my mind, my goal was I wanted to be under 250 pounds, right? I hadn't been 250 pounds since I graduated from college. So, when I weighed in, I weighed in at 246, right? Now, the thing is, man, I felt great. Now, some of y'all think that's big, but when you're 440 pounds, that's like being a slim shady. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, they said the little people say, oh, man, you're 246 pounds. Yeah, but weigh 440. That 246 sounds real good. Now, so so it's important to understand. So here's the thing. So deliverance is an inside job. So whatever you're dealing with, you got to change the way you think of it. You got to get out. Whatever's holding you down, you got to change your mind first. And God can heal you because he's inside of you working, saying you can do this if only you believe. That's why the woman at the, with the issue of blood, uh, all she did was touch him of his garment. And Jesus didn't say, He says, Listen, woman, your faith made you whole. Because you believed it. Once you believe it, and then now you're going to act like it. Right? So everybody said, inside job. job. Now that's important to understand that. Now, the power is always inside of you. I can do all things. Listen to me. People are like, oh, you can't do all. You can do all things if you believe it. But you gotta you gotta, gotta have a tunnel vision. You gotta know it. Listen, there's no way you can't. It's people that can drive a car that don't even have legs. If you don't believe it, YouTube it. You got people with no arms cooked with their feet. Right? So don't tell me what you can't do. You can do anything. You got blind people who can't see, can get anywhere they want to go. Right? Once your mind is there, everybody say your your mind. That's an inside job. Because people on the outside see the impossibilities, but nothing is impossible for God. Said, but he's a, Because he's inside of you. That's why he said you got to believe it. Now, oh, God is so great. God can do this here. He can do it. God said, I'm trying to do it, but you don't even believe it can happen. That's why the writer said, help my unbelief. Because I can't believe it. But once I can believe it, I can accomplish it, right? Now, that's important. But you are who you think you are, not who people think you are. You are who you think you are. Not what I think you are. I'm going to try to encourage you and build you up. I can tell you all kind of good stuff. I can tell you the greatest wife, the greatest husband. You're so smart. You're br- but if you don't believe it, you won't be it. You have to believe it. And once you believe it, then you can achieve it. So the power is always there, right? And you can change your circumstance. I heard a guy uh, the other day, we were somewhere... And he was talking about when they was kids, Dale, that they didn't have no food. And and they was hustling. And they was struggling. And they didn't have anything. And they would go and they saw kids uh, with no clothes and no food. And they would go in the house and get their mama. They would get food out their house and make sandwiches and give them to kids and, and take popsicles. And the mom said, you can't be giving out food. He said, but mama, if you knew they refrigerator, Right? And, and he re- literally changed his life. And he was. Spent so much, and God was downloading in him him, and he didn't even know it, right? God had put inside of him a love for humanity, and he couldn't stand to see somebody else hungry. Because here's what God says. If I'm going to change the world, Tiffany, I got to use somebody that I can vet, that can work, I can work through to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 need somebody, I need somebody who believes enough. That, that they can do this here, and then I check them out and say, listen, I know they believe, all right, it looked like they don't have anything, but their faith is so strong and they believe it, so I'm going to work through them to be a blessing over here. And you say, I don't understand how they did it. How, how, how did it happen? It's because they believed. Yeah. Right? Everybody say believe. believe. Now, so when people tell you you're nothing, you're not going to mount to anything, that's just their opinion. What they say about you, don't make it be about you. Right? And, and, and you got to remember this, uh, uh, it doesn't matter who you are or what's going on, God has already ordained people's life. Your job is to love them for who they are and allow God to work. Now, I know you don't believe it, but most of us was born of a woman. So an egg and a sperm came together, and the mom and daddy, after they got together, had no power on the inside anymore. God was working, and they would look at the ultrasound, and the mama would keep going to the hospital, and then a finger would pop out, then a toe would pop out, then a nose would pop out, and then I an all of a sudden, man, this water turns into a human, and God, miraculously, man, brought a human being inside of this belly, and the, and the human came out. Without the assistance of the husband or the wife or the boyfriend or the girlfriend, or the woman, or the man, had no power. Soon as they came out, you know what they said? Okay, God, uh, uh, you need to get out the way. We can do this from here. So we start downloading our culture and all this kind of stuff, and we ask God out the way, and we don't start talking to God, and we start putting all this crazy stuff, and now they got to fight this battle, trying to get back who they are in God. So what you call the ego comes into play, and the ego is so concerned most people struggle in their marriages because of their ego. Because your spouse says this, or your kid says this, or your or they said this, here, and you won't do what I say, so I'm mad at you. Cause you need to do what I said. Cause I'm think about it. I'm mad at you because I can't control you. Right. When, when the power, when God put, God says, "Listen, they need to listen to me, not you. Right. Right. right? They need to listen to me, not you. They only gonna listen to you when you listen to me." Now, watch this. here. you don't believe it, so what happens is people want to talk about God, but we do things contrary to what He says, and He down. You know what's right and wrong. Yeah. The Holy Spirit, the God in you always tell you what's right or wrong, right? So then you make bad choices or bad decisions or you do things that you know is wrong and you want somebody to follow you and you wrong. And you won't be honest and say, I know I'm wrong, right? And so God says, listen, uh, this thing is about you. So now I don't care what they're doing. I put my spirit in you. You have a responsibility to reflect me in this relationship. I gave you my daughter as a gift. I gave you my son as a gift. I've given them to you as a gift. I gave you them children as a gift. They're not yours. They belong to me. You just brought them here. So so I want you to understand this now. So uh, just watch it. They're going to have some peaks and valleys. He said, but I'm never going to leave them, nor forsake them. And what I need you to do in the process is just love them because you reflect me. And God is love. So if you're operating outside of love, don't you dare call yourself one of God's chosen ones if what I'm doing is contrary to him. Now, you don't even have to have the Bible because God will tell you in his spirit that you're wrong. You'll know it. So you have a responsibility to to operate because, he said, this is an inside job. He said, you want to be delivered? Then I'll tell you what you need to do. Quit judging people. Quit judging people and stop forgiving people. Quit judging people because you don't know why they're doing what they do. I was so mad, I told my wife uh, I had to do a repentance service because I had to go because somebody did something to me, and I was so angry, Margaret, uh, and the guy says, listen you don't understand what was going on. He said, I was working that thing. He said, you don't know the whole circumstance behind the story. You're just taking it personal. He said, but know something of a surety. Everything, do you believe it, works together for the good. That's why he says, In all things give thanks, because if you do, then you trust me that I'm working. Right? But, but it's hard when our ego come into play. Because when our ego come into play, we say, no, uh-uh, you shouldn't have did that to me. But I don't know why you did it. I don't know why you did it. It could have happened when you was a kid, something happened to you, and, and, and the thing got downloaded into your, into your heart, and you and you making decisions based on what happened to you 20 years ago. I was talking to a young man, and he would tell me, he says, man, uh, uh, I was having dreams of what happened when I was a kid. That thing traumatized me. Right? And some of us are angry and upset because of what happened. So God says, Ooh, you got to be born again. He said, You got to transform your thinking. All right? Now, listen to me. This is important. Everybody say, Important. Now, listen to me. Neither shall they say, Lo here or Lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is where? The kingdom is God's governing influence. He says, where is it at? Inside of you. It's not out there. It's in you. So the kingdom is in you trying to work through you. Right? He said, this is an inside job. He said, I'm working so hard trying to get you to understand who you are. You don't even know you're blessed. Because people have been telling you not blessed. They even tricked some of you all thought it was about racism and sexism. That's a trick of the enemy. It's a trick of the enemy. You know it's a trick of the enemy uh, because it tricks all of them. Right? Because if you just follow life, for those who are pro-black, pro-Hispanic, pro-white, whatever you, just follow it. White folks hate white folks. Some Hispanics hate Hispanics. Blacks hate blacks. Whites like blacks. Blacks like whites. Whites like Hispanics. Everybody got some friends on all sides of the color line. So what's happening is you judging the dirt. And, they got, and somebody taught them. Watch this. Somebody downloaded something in your spirit to make you think you're better than God. Because God was in them. So you thought you were God. So you felt like you were better then because I was raised in a certain family or I was a certain race. And what's reality, God says, are you an idiot? You're nothing but dirt. The spirit is here. Get your spirit right. And then, watch this here. If you don't get your spirit right, the inside won't change. So you got to get delivered from the inside out. That's why people... Uh, when, they, when God give them a conviction and their life changed, they, they go back and they repent. And they tell people, I'm sorry how I treated you. I shouldn't have never did that to you. Now, the people who don't think they are more than what they are. Because in reality, all of us, it's not a person born alive is not going to die. You may die with a lot of money, but it don't mean nothing. You're just going to give it to the next person. You're gonna have a big, beautiful home, and you're gonna die, and somebody else is gonna live in it. You're gonna have some nice clothes, and your Louis Vuitton bag, and your coast purse, and, and all this kind of stuff. And you walk around, you're prancing, and it's just a matter of time somebody else is gonna wear it. That's right. That's right. And they so God, they thank God that you bought it, so they didn't have to buy it at that price, Amen. right? Because uh, all this stuff don't mean nothing. The only thing that matters, that's why Paul was so animated about love. only thing matter matters is relationships. The reason why relationships are so important is more fact, you can buy your kids cars. You can buy them shoes. You can buy them shirts. And now listen, I'm talking from experience, not what I heard, Tiffany. you notice it. Y'all know I'm not lying because you got cheering. You can buy them anything you want. You got to buy it again tomorrow because they forget that you bought it yesterday. <laughs> They're happy today. And then tomorrow, you got to buy them something else because they get old. Because material stuff don't matter. Take them on a vacation. they remember for their lifetime. Yeah. Spend time with them because that's what matters. Yeah. Because now you're touching the heart. Yeah. Once you get on the inside, it changes the game. Everybody said deliverance, deliverance. is the inside job. Yeah. So now God want to deliver us from the inside. That's why he said you got to forgive. Forgiveness is the fragrance that the and heal crush on the one that hurt it. So once you forgive, forgiveness is an inside job because forgiveness makes me free. I'm free now once I forgive because everything's an inside job. It's not outside. There's nothing you can do. You can give me millions of dollars. That ain't going to make me happy. If our did and I have fallen out and I'm having a problem and she cheated on me, right? And, and, and Derek said, man, listen, I'm going to take you out on dinner and then uh, he said, "Man, come on, man, we are gonna go out, and I'm gonna pay for your vacation to the Bahamas, and you go to New York, and we're gonna do this, thing. man. We're gonna have the time of your life. I'm gonna take you to France, you know. And matter of fact, man, I know you're going through stuff. I'm gonna buy you a Mercedes, right? I'm gonna drive it down the street, mad. All I'm thinking about is Ardina. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter. The material stuff ain't gonna change the inside. That stuff don't matter, right? It's an inside job." Right? So, so I got to work on the inside. Everybody everybody's inside job. Yeah. So, if you want to be everything God wants you to be, close your eyes. Take a deep breath and go inside. And talk to the God that's inside of you. Amen. And the thing that's on the inside works its way on the outside. Then you see a change in me. Right? And some people, all they do is just wait a while. You know, they, they they tough now. Oh, yeah, they tough. Oh, yeah, they tough. Just just hang on in there. Right? Time going to come. God going to work it out. Where the person you thought you were treating like dirt, you're going to need them. And, you, and you're going to rely on their love. Not on all the other stuff. Amen? Now, so now listen right here. I pay attention. That's good. I, I'm going to be done by 12 15. If you don't believe me, Ho, hold your offering, psych. Okay, now. So here's what uh, so David, the king of Israel, was dealing with some stuff. Now David is the king, right? Now watch it. It's an inside job. David is the king. You're the king, and everything in the kingdom chat, belongs to you. The women, the children, the cattle, the land, everything is yours. Yes. Everything. You got full control, bro. Everything's yours, right? Listen to David. David. Thought because he was the king that he could have another man's wife. He thought he could do it. And 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 he went and did it. He went and got the, he went and got the woman while her husband was at war because he was faithful to David. He slept with the woman and she got pregnant. He the king. He could have did it anyway, but you know, he tried to sneak and do it. But David was a man after God's own heart. So David loved God, right? But what happened was because it was an in because it's an inside job. He thought he had got away with it because he didn't tell nobody. And God spoke to him through the prophet. And told David, David, this is an inside job. Right? And so he he told him a story and revealed it. And he realized that David's heart wasn't right. Right? So then here's what David said. I want everybody to get this. Right? He says, God, I love you so much. Please create in me. He said, work on the inside. Because I already own everything. I, I, I can't even be settled because I got concubines, wives, and everything else. But I had so much power, I took another man's wife. My heart is not right. He said, Creating me a clean heart. Do an inside job on me. Change my heart. Yes. Right? And then he says, Oh God, and renew the right kind of spirit within me. I need the right kind of spirit working in me because yes. there is a spirit working. But I I need the right kind of spirit working. All of us got a spirit working, but you got to ask God to give you the right spirit so you can represent him. He says, cast me not away from thy presence. I don't need to be out of your presence. Now, remember, he felt he had a good relationship with God. He felt like he loved God. He worshiped God. He had prayer meeting with God, but he had a dirty heart. You knew he wasn't right because he had all the concubines. All wives, any woman he want, but he want another man's wife. He still was praying to God, playing his heart, love God, had a great... God gave him everything, the whole kingdom. And he still, because his heart wasn't right on the inside, he still wanted more. Some things were off limit, even though you had the power to get it. God said, just because you got the power, don't take it. Right? So he said, so cast not uh, away from thy presence... And take not your Holy Spirit from, because if you remove that spirit, what do I have? I can have the kingdom, but I'm miserable. I can have money in the bank and miserable. I can have a brand new house, miserable. I can drive a Benz, but I'm miserable. And I'm not going to get happy. Can't nobody make me happy if I'm out of the will of God. I don't care what they say. I don't care what he say. I don't care what she said. They can tell you all kind of stuff. Girl, listen, I can make you feel good. They lie. They're going to give you, it, it, gonna, it sound good, uh, but you deceive. You're going to deceive you. You're going to think it's good. They look good. They dress good. They smell good. And they're the devil. Right? And, and they're going to they gonna have everything. They're going to be able to buy you nice dinners and jewelry and all that kind of stuff. But it's the devil. And the devil always going to call. He's going to call back in what he gave you. And he's going to always ask you to hurt something or hurt somebody that love you. Right? So, so you got to watch that devil. Now, so, but if, you, if he cast that spirit away, and I'm out there, now I got the devil, and he's running me. That spirit is running me. So now uh, I don't have anything Working. So, God, please, God, please don't remove your Holy Spirit from me. That's what David's saying, right? I'd rather for you to take my kingdom than to move your Holy Spirit. I'd rather for you, God, to clean out my bank account than to mess up my relationship with you. Take everything I have, but don't take your spirit from me. Because your spirit is the one that connects me to everybody else. That's the thing. Amen? Amen. Now, so uh, here's what he says in Romans chapter 12. Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your what? It's an inside job. You got to go inside and don't don't listen to what the world is saying and what people are saying. It don't matter what people are saying. It don't matter what philosophy. I don't care what they tell you, girl. Yeah, I'm telling you. You know, listen. Your mind is so important. He says, so watch this here. Do not conform to what your friends are saying. Stay with God. He said, stay. He said, it's an inside job. Now, here's how you know. Because God is inside of you. And here's what he says, Netta. Quench not the Holy Spirit. Yes. It's telling you, uh, don't do this here. Don't you push it out the way. You better listen. Because it's the thing that got you what you got. Right? And so he says, uh, uh, by the renewing of your mind, by the change the way you what? I got to change. It's an inside job. Everybody say inside job. It's an inside job. So if I want to be straightened out for whatever's going on, if I'm on my job and things are not working, it ain't got nothing to do with my boss. You can blame it on your boss. But if you... I know you don't believe, because you think your boss is evil, and your boss is no good, but your boss is God, too. So you might want to look at who you are, because what you're reflecting, what you see might be what you're reflecting. Because people only whisper in secret what you echo in secret, or they whisper out loud what you echo in secret, right? Now, and I'm going to get to that in a minute. Now watch, here, because I'm I'm coming down the road. I got five minutes. Y'all don't believe I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it, Right? The way you see things will never change until you change the way you see things. Right? I w- I w- take a picture of that one, Derek. Right? The way you see things will never change until I look at it differently. If I don't look at it different, I keep looking at it the same way, it won't change. I have to look at it different. Right? So, uh, so when I was dealing with stuff in my life, uh, and I, I remember one time I was I was so mad at this person I said to myself I told you guys this I'm not, I, God I'm not even gonna go to heaven because I can't forgive this person and God told me says listen I love them just like I love you who you think you are because you're mad about something because you want to take it personal I told you everything is working for your good do you believe me? He said, "When well, then stop acting a fool and give me thanks." <laughs> right? He said, so "Now, so now you got to look at it different." I said, "Oh God, you oh you doing this? I got you." So God, thank you. So now I looked at it different. When I started looking at it different, I started looking at that person different. I started treating them different because I started seeing it different. All right, amen. Now, as we think. We change physical n- nature of our brain. That's how powerful our thinking is, right? As we consciously direct our thinking, we can wire our toxic patterns, right, of thinking and replace them with healthy thoughts. We have the ability because it's called uh, uh, our brain is like plastic. We can sh- change. We can change the neuroplasticity. Plastic, you know what I'm saying? Work with me up there, on, all right? So. What happens is things stretch and change your brain. And the way you think, if I change the way I think, I can change my brain pattern. I have the ability to reshape it and rethink it, right? And the, the wiring change. And I, some, some of us have been hardwired to be fools, <laughs> right? Uh, some of us were hardwired. Our mama, listen, young ladies, Some of you all, your mama, don't you raise your hand because you're going to tell on your mama. Some of you all, mama told you, girl, God gave you that thing, work it. And you did it. And it caused you so much hell in your life. Because God never intended for it to be like that. Right? So you took the gift that God gave you and misused it, but somebody gave you some bad advice. And it was somebody that loved you. Y'all know I'm telling the gospel truth, right? And you thought it worked. And as you got older and and you had the shape and it shifted, instead of going this way, it went this way. I'm going to leave that one alone. All right, come back to the next verse. But I had to change my thinking process. Because then I realized, I watched TikTok, and, and all these girls shaking their booty, they doing this. Because somebody think, if I can shake it, I can make it. And they doing all this. Stuff. But what's happening is, people start losing respect for you. Yeah. Or you get mad because they judge you for your body and not for your brain. Yeah. And they treat you with no respect because you don't even respect you. 'Cause you think that's 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 what get it. Nobody's attracted to that. Pornography is so big now that you think you on TikTok shaking it, they can't even get excited about you no more. They said pornography almost takes the drive away for a, a real human. So people not even excited, you just eye candy. And the devil making you do crazy stuff. Men and women. Because you think your body. God gave you a brain for a reason. His spirit was working through because he wanted you to represent him. Oh, I got to close. I said 15 minutes. I know y'all don't believe it. I didn't either. Okay, now. Here's the next verse. For the spirit of God gave. (laughs) For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. And I'm going to wrap it up because I promise you I'm going to be done. And I'll pick this thing up next week, right? I want you guys to understand that this is an inside job. We got to go inside of us. If, we, if you're going through anything in your life, whatever's happening in your life, you got to sit down, close your eyes, take some deep breaths, and revision your life. And revision your, and realize that God is inside of you. The great I am. Is inside of you. That's why he said, death and life is in the power of the tongue. You got to believe in so much. Now, some of you all, you're not listening to me. You're going to keep on doing what you're doing. But I promise you, you're going to pay the piper. So if you want your home to be better, if you want your children to be better, you want your job and your situation better, change the way you look at things. Because it doesn't matter what they're doing, it only matters what you do and how I perceive it. Because you can call me an idiot all you want. I'm not an idiot. You can call me lazy all you want. I'm not lazy because you say I'm lazy. How, I'm lazy because you said it? No, I'm not lazy because you said it. You're just mad because I wouldn't do something for you. That don't make me lazy. Right? God didn't make me lazy. I was creating his image. So how dare you talk about me? So now, Tiara, I got to walk as though God is walking through me. So every step I take, God is taking a step with me. So now you got to believe that he's in you. Raise your hand if you believe in the Holy Spirit. All right, put your hand down. The Holy Spirit ain't messing with that wall. That wall can't do nothing, Sam. The Holy Spirit got to work through you all. He's got to work through you. So God is in you. You got to believe it. Stand to your feet. Get the Lord a hand clap. <laughs> i finish this next week. I promise you, I'm going to finish this week. Because I went a couple minutes over. Three minutes over, Margaret. Margaret, put, Once I give her time, Margaret put it on the clock. So she, she, she'll give me. My, Margaret, my girl, she said, You shouldn't have said it. If you never said it, I would have never did it. All right? Amen. Get a Lord a hand clap again. I want you guys to leave here today knowing that God loves you with everything and God is residing inside of you and he wants the world to know that he's alive through you. God wants the world to know he's alive through you. Know that he's working inside of you. So when somebody tells you something that you're not, don't believe them. Believe what God said about you. That you was creating his image. Amen? Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so very much. I want to thank you for promising to never leave us nor forsake us. You told us if we go to heaven, you're there. If we go to the pits of hell, you're there. Wherever we go, you're there. You're never going to leave us, so that means you're residing right there with us and in us, Lord. And we ask you, Lord, to, to please, please, please redirect our lives and our family lives and our friends' lives so they can see who you are, and then we can treat each other the way we spoke. We can change this world. We can change this world, Lord, as long as we connect with you. I know it, Lord, so we thank you thank you, Lord, for trusting us and never leaving us nor forsake us. Give us the power. Let us recognize that we can do all things through you that give us the strength. Lord, we just want to thank you. In Jesus' name, give us traveling mercies, amazing grace. Be with us. Lord, as we plant a seed and we give in this offering, we ask you to bless everyone that gives Don't let anyone lack in their giving. Let them be a blessing to the ministry. Lord, and don't let them lack. And we ask you, Lord, open up the windows of heaven and pour my blessing. They don't have room enough to see. Amen and amen. Hey, I want you, don't don't move yet. I want you guys, this is the end of the year. So if I would love for you all to to make a, a special contribution at the end of the year for your taxes or whatever. So if you want to give, man, g- let the day be a day where you max out, right? And and so you can put it on your taxes, right? And they get return. We want to do great ministry. We can't do it without you all. Thank you all for everything you're doing. But do expect we want a couple things. with Some things we want to get done. And some of you all made a commitment uh, with uh, with the drive to help raise money for all the different things. And you made a commitment. I'm asking you to rededicate yourself to that commitment and do what you promised to do. Amen. The altar is open for those who like prayer. Those who not, church is dismissed. You guys have a blessed, awesome day. If you like prayer, the altar. Ten o'clock tonight. Don't be late. Ten o'clock. The altar is open for prayer for those who like prayer.
1: Wanna believe?